What's going on, everybody? I hope you're enjoying our YTG Global Podcast. This couldn't be possible without Anchor, which is by far the easiest way to make or produce a podcast. Why do you ask? Hmm. Simple. Because they're free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I don't think needs any more explaining. No, man. Fuck. No more analysis needed. <laughs> you ready to do this? Mm-hmm. All right. Recorded that live. Back in here again. Rick and Nate talk conspiracies. Nate, what's going on with you? I'm just hanging out, man. It's- Staying safe, healthy, full of breath, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anything crazy going on down there in Texas? No, nah, man. Texas is fine. They're 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 opening up the state, sorta. I don't really know. I'm just along for the ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. You plan on like doing anything, going anywhere? No. Yeah. No, dude. This is like, yeah. You you let the guinea pigs get tested on first before you go to human trials. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Maryland's not opening up right now. Um, I'll I'll see you next anytime soon for the next couple of weeks. But even if so, yeah, I'm still, I'll chill out. I'll see what the hell happens and go from there. Like Magneto exactly. said in uh, that uh, bad X-Men movie, X-Men, X-Men 3, one of the bad ones, sit out the pawns first. <laughs> yeah, so, one, one of the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's, they, that's no conspiracy in itself. No, it's no conspiracy, man. Eventually, they're going to make, like, a solid X-Men franchise, you know? X-Men had a few good ones. Logan was good. Hey, and, and and Feige, I trust. Yeah, take that Hell to yeah. the bank, dude. Got no reason not to, man. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, man, we're um, we out here talking uh, Jordan today. Uh, Jordan's name is all up in the news. Uh, what well, the topic specifically we're talking here, we'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, Jordan's all in the news, man. Uh, the documentary's uh out. Uh, got a fresh episode coming too as well. I know some episodes leaked online. I haven't um partook in that, but. I'm not gonna say I am. No, I won't either, man. Yeah, because I, I need. It's like when Game of Thrones leaked. Yeah, yeah. I need the. I, I need the anticipation. You know, the the weekly. Uh, yeah, you need something to look forward to every week, right? Exactly. I'm not gonna cheat myself on that one. So. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. So far, man. You know, we got eight more episodes to see, but I'm just. I'm just happy that uh, the the program's been as good as it has been two episodes in, because that's a lot of pressure. Everybody was just like, "This is all we have." Maybe the draft took a little bit of pressure off of it, but it people were real hyped for this. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hyped. I'm hyped tonight. Uh, I can't wait to that thing come oh, on. Oh yeah, and then we we talk about it again tomorrow. The meme, the memes last week were great too as well. The Jordan Doc. Um, oh yeah, the Jerry Krause as a uh, the uh, the man the the alien manager from uh, Space Jam. <laughs> which honestly, when you think about, yeah, it, it's I like, never, I never. It's probably accurate, man. I never made that connection. Granted, I, I was like five but you know <laughs> <laughs> oh man if i would have been more woke i would have been like huh i see something there yeah just a, just a little something. no excuses yeah, yeah yeah next time we'll be better dude um i um i think this is uh an important time right now um as far as uh the, the life of jordan his career it just seems like it's getting magnified and magnified we're gonna put a little magnifying glass on it today um, real quick before we get into the title and everything from there, what's your overall uh, thoughts on uh, Michael Jordan, the uh, basketball player? Um, so I, I think he's the GOAT, but I'm not willing to make myself look like a dickhead online to defend his honor. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Uh, right. Um, I think, so for me, the argument for him over pretty much anybody else has less to do with basketball than I think most people. Um, Cause I think that his personality, his presence, his, he was a rock star, right. In more, in more ways than any, anyone else that's like brought up 
in comparison to him was. So I don't, I don't think the conversation is as much about basketball as some people think that it is. Um, the way that he captivated an entire country and made a country that uh, before, you know, was largely like as a as a whole fair weather basketball fans everyone in the world was a basketball fan when he was playing and everybody in the world thought he was like the biggest the biggest deal on earth and i haven't seen it replicated since and i don't think it was ever um anything that happened before so he was just you know what i mean he was just like the guy um i don't know uh i i do think that he benefited from the time that he was in if he would have came out acting exactly the same way that he acts or that he acted um, in 2020, the spotlight would have been on him and he might have burned up in that spotlight. I'm sure we'll touch more on that. Yeah, the social but, media but, aspect. Yeah, yeah. That's my, that, that exposure, the, the type of lives that, the magnifying glass that athletes live under now, um, I don't know if he would have maintained through it in the same way. He probably, he probably still would have performed, but his legacy would have been a little bit different. For sure. But as far as like basketball, like, and as far as like being a rock star, um, he's untouchable to me. He was, he was the biggest, he was the most important person in my life for, for a good six years. And that includes my mom. No offense. I love you, mom, <laughs> but you're not Michael Jordan. There's only one Michael Jordan. <laughs> my, Michael Jordan, he transcended the game of basketball. Yeah. Um. Like you say, dude was a rock star. Everybody knew him. Even if you didn't know yeah. basketball, you know Michael Jordan. Yeah, we lived through that, man. Yeah, yeah. we can that, attest to it. Oh Some people God. that are a little bit younger, they didn't live through it. You, you don't understand. Like you, you can't understand unless you live through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The nineties were just nineties was it was an era, and the Bulls just dominating left and right. Uh, Jordan, that iconic twenty three, that red and black, the music, all that, dude. Oh yeah, man, yeah. the music! Not a yeah. I'm glad that that uh, that's getting some attention again because that shit like, woo, woo. You know what I mean? Yeah. What yeah. Like like <laughs> teams already started down 0-10 before even tip off. You know what I mean? Because that much. music just like. <laughs> can you imagine how intimidated you would be? <laughs> you're fucking Byron Russell, just like, and then you're in Chicago and you're hearing, you're hearing that that song come on. You're seeing the bull running through the city. You're just like, fuck, god damn it. <laughs> I think, sir. I think Byron. Such a, such a long night. <laughs> I think Byron Russell has been through enough damage already through the hands of Michael Jordan. Yeah, so, literally, man. <laughs> but no, seriously, though. Literally, like, yeah, that, you heard that? Yeah, that's his own over. conversation. <laughs> conspiracy in itself. Was it a push-off? <laughs> what did Tim Donahue have to do with not calling that push-off? What is it? Can you imagine if they would have called that a foul, man? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, that would have rewrote history, dude. It would be a butterfly effect. We'd be, like, ruled by Russia right now or something. <laughs> it's just, like, we have no limit to what would have happened if that and, shit would have not gone the way it did. <laughs> and the Jazz win game six in the NBA Finals. Let's go back to Chicago for a best one. Oh. That would have been incredible, though. Maybe it would oh, have been a better have. script. Who knows? It would have been a great script. Yeah, but I love Jordan. I love uh, Jordan on the court. Uh, off the court, um, of course, the shoes, love those. I mean, the dudes, the commercials, everything. The persona of Jordan, everything Jordan. He um, he can't really scout talent too well, but, yeah, whatever. Just hire the right people. He's, not, he's not so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that right there. All right, let's uh, formally introduce this. All right, so the conspiracy is, we talked about Jordan in the 90s. This conspiracy is Jordan's first retirement was actually a secret suspension Secret indefinite suspension imposed by David Stern. So let me uh, format this part right here too as well. After the Bulls won their third championship, the NBA launched an investigation into Jordan's gambling problems to check whether he had violated any league rules. And that's fact, right? That's not conspiracy. Not conspiracy. Then, four months later, Jordan stunned the world by suddenly retiring from professional basketball. At the press conference, when he was asked... If he would ever return, he said, five years down the road, if the urge comes back, if the Bulls will have me, if David Stern lets me back in the league, I may come back. Interesting choice of words, huh? It is, and that's why I emphasize that right there. Extremely interesting. Um, let's not also forget, too, as well, that um, Jordan's father also died in, in between this time frame as well. The investigation is going on. Jordan's father dies. 
Um, then four months later, he retires. So there's a lot weighing on the shoulders of Jordan. With that being said, we want to dive into exactly what took place with that suspension and or not suspension with that retirement and could have been a suspension. Do you have any thoughts on that before we move on to our first point? Uh, nothing that I want to get into at this point in the conversation. Okay. Let's talk about Jordan and his gambling. It, everything, yeah, everything you said is true, man. Yep. So far, no conspiracies noted. All everything is just facts, straight up. Straight facts. Um, Jordan and uh, gambling, when competition goes too far. As a matter of fact, uh, I got this from article uh, last word on uh, probasketball.com. Uh, told about just Michael Jordan's uh, gambling habits. This is just a story as far as this. We have other stories we're getting to here as well. As a matter of fact, one of his former teammates even stated that the multimillionaire face of the Jordan brand, Michael Jordan himself, actually bet as much as $100K in rock, paper, scissors matchups against other buddies, even if you have, even if you have as much money on the band as uh, Jordan does. Absolutely crazy. Jordan would bet on some of the most ridiculous things. He would bet on um, uh, his bag coming out first from a, from an airport. Like, anything he could bet on, Jordan would. And honestly with me, I don't think it's really about the money. It's that Jordan just loved competition so much and winning so much. And I feel like gambling was just a quick way to get a W instead of, like, on the court, 12 minutes, you know, a quarter, 48 minutes a game, possible overtime, playoffs, then then three-game series, five-game series, seven-game series. Gambling is just a quick way I can just get a W and satisfy the need, the, uh, the almost the addiction of winning. Yeah, man. Um, he he probably got like a plethora of mental health diagnosis that could, you know, legitimately apply to him. I think uh, I think the type of shit that made him great is the same influencing factor into what made him a lunatic when it came to gambling. Like, let's talk about that rock paper scissors thing. That's one of like a hundred examples, mm-hmm. but that that's an insane example. I don't care how much money you have. That's such a that's such a ridiculous thing to do. That's so that's so crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy, man. It is. <laughs> it's like imagine me, you, we're in the room. I said, Hey Nate, it's twenty bucks. Rock, paper, scissors, best two out of three. You look at me like, uh <laughs> for real? Really? Right now? It's like, yeah, just out of yeah, nowhere. No. Just like, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. What the hell? A hundred thousand, a hundred K? It doesn't matter how much money you have, man. That's that's universally ridiculous for such a, a <laughs> yeah. low scale game. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hey, you ever uh, you ever heard? I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Hmm. Maybe you have, man. But uh, stories of people playing Monopoly, and you get so frustrated when they're losing that they like flip the table or they flip the board, yeah. or they spill their drink or something. You know what I mean? Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, that's that that yeah, that's some Jordan shit to do. You know what I mean? Like he just he just can't handle it. Just just fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing about gambling is when you lose. You're just like it's all right. I can make it back. You know what I mean. And so it's it kind of it's a spiral effect that I'm I'm positive, no conspiracy, all facts. I'm positive that this man uh, dealt with probably throughout his entire life and probably to some extent still still deals with today. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah, all day. Like uh, he had he had an issue, man. He he had a legitimate gambling issue, and that offers a lot of credibility to this theory. You know what I mean? It does. And that's what we're here to do. Lay the center blocks down first. Uh, let me give you another story. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan. Keep going, and, man. Yep, yep. And the U.S. Uh, Dream Team had pretty much uh, a walk in the park during the Olympic run at uh, Barcelona, outscoring uh, opposing teams with more than 40 points per game. That Dream Team, of course. Of course. Of course. That made Jordan and his buddies sit down and relax, spending most of their part-time partying, and, of course, gambling. As a matter of fact, rumors say that Michael Jordan actually slept for just under one hour after staying up till 6 a.m. playing poker alongside Max Johnson, Charles Barkley, and Bulls teammate Scottie Pippen before completely uh, wrecking Croatia's hopes in a match for gold. So it, there's a part of me that admires that story, and I'm just like, holy shit, <laughs> like, how do you yeah. do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know if I could, um, off one hour of sleep, I don't know if I could win a game of go on green light, stop at red light. And, you know, right, 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 right. He's out here demolishing like some of the the best uh, the world has to offer. It's it's crazy. 
in one in one sense is a testament to his greatness in another it's a testament to his recklessness you know what i mean yes it is um yes i mean they were blowing teams out left and right but also staying up one out pretty much getting one hour sleep before you know a, a, a huge game i mean that's and this is not the first time Jordan has done this either. I'm, I'm building a pattern here. Let me give you another story. Keep going. Um, Jordan and Atlantic City had a playoff game against the Knicks. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, avoiding Atlantic City would be definitely the smartest thing to do, especially if you have to play the New York City or New York Knicks in the playoffs a day after. Still, Jordan had no time oh, yeah. for friendly advice and decided to party all night in the casino, eventually losing the game, and the media had a feast with him. Yeah, Atlantic City is kind of like Vegas's ugly stepsister. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, easily. Yes. <laughs> Still in the family. I don't know if you've ever been, but goddamn. <laughs> I've, I've drove past it. I've, it was like, oh, Atlantic City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, your life's better without it, man. Um, America can do better, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, we're building something here, too, as well. So that's two games already. Yeah, Jordan's uh, had to had to deal with. Um, let's see where we're at right now. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this part out real quick. This is a story I want to grab. I thought I had there. <clears throat> Jordan, there it is, right here. The beauty of uh, recording episodes. Oh yeah, man. Easy. I don't want to. I don't want to derail you off your thing, but you know, like at the same time, in Jordan's mind, he never underestimates an appoint uh, an opponent, but he tries to balance that with sleeping one hour before a game type of shit. You know what I mean? Like he's a <laughs> lunatic. He's a little bit of a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely. Some he's like, I can shit. do both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we'll go. We'll go from here. All right, so let me uh, let me read you this. This is one last story with his, with his gambling. We'll get to a few uh, other things as uh, as this conversation grows. Uh, Michael Jordan destroyed Cavaliers after our beer field golf gamblings. Uh, Jeremy uh, Roenick, uh, he was a Blackhawks, uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, player. So he told a story. This is uh, about a year, uh, actually a couple months ago, maybe a year ago, November in 2019. Uh, story goes like this. Um, it was on the which show was this? I can keep going. It'll, it'll pop up. Uh, meet me at uh, Chicago's uh, Sunset Ridge early. We're going to play 18 holes. Uh, Rodick said that uh, Jordan uh, told him at the at close to the end of the uh, 1992 season. We played around. I beat him for a couple thousand dollars and got ready to leave. Now, the Bulls are playing that night. They played the Cavs that night, and I'm thinking he's leaving. It's 10 o'clock. He goes, no, let's play again. So we go and fill up a bag of ice and course light and walk again. We roll around another 18, and I take another couple thousand uh, dollars from him. Now, we've been drinking all afternoon, and he's going from Sunset Ridge to the stadium to play a game. I'm messing around like, I'm going to call my booking. This is what he's telling Jordan. I'm going to call my booking. All the money just lost to me, I'm putting on Cleveland. All right, so check out what Jordan says. He goes, I'll tell you what. I'll bet you that we'll win by 20 points, and I have and I have more than 40 points. And I'm like, done. Son of a gun goes out, scores like 52, and they win by 26 uh, points or something. So the numbers came up. I think Jordan actually had 44, and they won by over 20. Uh, Ronick said, yeah, he, yeah, he said maybe had like 10 Bud Lights there. Uh, Michael George is probably the best a- athlete I've ever seen. I think it's a red flag right there. That's, yeah, I mean, but also, like I was saying, man, that that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, it is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Like, it's, it's amazing. I'm sitting here getting drunk all day, and I go out there and score 44. Like, who does that <laughs> except for the GOAT? And that's why he's the GOAT. But, dude. Hold a second now. Jordan says, I'll bet you that we'll win by 20 and I'll have more than 40 points. And he goes up there and does it. Is that Jordan betting on games like Pete Rose? Mm. Is that Jordan betting on games like Pete Rose? I guess technically, yeah, but... And then uh, the, the, didn't wasn't wasn't Pete Rose like he was like um what's I forget what the term is shaving is shedding points I, I, oh, sh- oh shaving sh- points. Uh, shaving points right yeah 
Jordan wouldn't ever bet to shave points. It's not in his nature. You know what I mean? So people kind of give him a, more of a pass because he's betting something like a ridiculous accomplishment. Like like a like he's like I bet I'll manhandle the situation with money versus ball. Pete Rose. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right now I'm just um, being biased with my justifications <laughs> a little bit. These are these are these are these are the numbers. This is what's being reported right there. The man bet money on himself playing the game. Uh, the unwritten rule in sports is betting on yourself, betting on sports. Yeah. So we have the uh, uh, investigation that launches a couple uh, a couple months later. Well, that's ninety two, like a year later, and you know all these things being brought up. Jordan's gambling. Uh, we're gonna talk about something else here in a little bit too, as well. And then, of course, comes the suspension. Um, can we take this time back to talk a little bit about uh, Jordan's father? Yeah, man. It's important. It's yeah. the most important person in Jordan's life yeah. for up to the point that he, that he died, you know? It's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, yeah, the way he, um, the way he died, of course, he was uh, he pulled his car to the side of the road, took a nap. Um, this nap, he got kidnapped and then killed and body thrown in the lake. Now, this is some of the things around the case, too, as well. From that uh, Korzimba uh, video I sent you to as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, the two uh, co- co-conspirators said that that uh, that actually were charged for murdering Jordan's father. Said that we didn't do it. We 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 got him. We dropped him off, and we just had disposed of the body. They said it was us that actually did it. Okay, I mean, he's a felon. You really can't take that word for anything. But it's interesting to say that that may that he may say that you know. So that's some t- uh, keep in consideration. Uh, also, Jordan was known at that time. He had got a fifty-seven thousand dollar check from a, a drug dealer, dude named uh, dude named Slim, nicknamed Slim. Also ran a, a golf course. Uh, he's pretty much a mule for um, a bigger drug dealer that was running uh, that was running cocaine. So, and the check that uh, that Jordan um, had loaned him was like for fifty-seven thousand dollars for gambling payments. And Jordan was known also for being late, or sometimes maybe not paying uh, gambling payments. So it's a possibility that some people think that that Jordan's father's death was linked to, um, maybe it's not gang-related, but mafia-related uh, execution due to the payments that he didn't um, he didn't make on time or the the lack of money that was uh, even being pushed out there on Jordan's behalf. Yeah, and it's 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 worth mentioning to give some credibility to the argument uh, that the mafia is not that's not below them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. They they would do that shit. Like if you owe a payment, they come after your family. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. So that's just that's as that's as far as I'll get on that right there. Uh, George Father, of course, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll wrap that up at the end. And what, what I really think what uh what happened there. All right. Let's move on. So we so we solidify right now that Jordan is a uh a psychotic gambler with an unhealthy yeah. obsession. Yeah. No, he's uh. Uh, he's definitely probably a gambling addict at this point in his life, mm-hmm. for sure. He fits the criteria all day. He's yeah. got a problem. He's got an issue. If the 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 biggest star in the world is under investigation and the NBA is publicly coming out and admitting it, then you know that it's serious because they they don't want that to be a thing at all. You know. Right. The NBA uh, said they are launching an investigation. Oh, excuse me. Jordan retires four months later. We're going to look into that NBA investigation, too, as well. All right. But first, the source of the conspiracy. Uh, what leads to the creation of this whole theory? So let's, can we take a look at uh, David Stern, who for this conspiracy would be the first uh, co-conspirator? This is a David Stern's first rodeo doing some um, some wild shit when it comes to uh, wild look as protecting his NBA. 1985 um, NBA draft. David Stern working with a company that owns the uh, New York Knicks, and this is back when uh, they did a lottery. It wasn't ping pongs, uh, ping pongs. It was just envelopes, and you just put inside of a um, a giant. Uh, I don't know what that thing's called. Um, a, a, a huge jar, or whatever to say it for that. They mix them all up, hmm. and you take one out. Well, so what they did is that they threw three envelopes in there, and then for the next one, they threw it against the side. So I got a bend on the envelope, 
And then they put a few more in there. They turned around a couple times. And then David Stern, for the first pick, he picked up the one that had the bent uh, end on it. And that was the New York Knicks. And that's how Patrick Ewing became a New York Knicks for his career. Why, you ask? The NBA and CBS had a um, had a one year remaining on their TV deal, and there was a and the NBA was actually they were doing they were doing it was eighties they were they were doing they were on a rise, but there's a lot of bad reports, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of reports by the NBA about forty to seventy five percent of their players being on cocaine or some other drug use, uh, some other off uh, off the court issues that really shine shine a bad light, and Stern's like, well, I can't afford you know. You know, losing this deal. This is this is everything right here. Like you said, the NBA was kind of like a kind of like a fringe league at that point. Baseball's way more popular. Of course, football's way more popular. NBA was still still on the rise. You know, it had some popularity there, but they're they're still on the come up. Um, David Stern hatches his plan. He puts uh, Ewing in New York. He's already got Jordan in Chicago. He's got Bird in Boston. He's got Magic in L.A. Tickets, interest, contract money, and story. The rest of the story goes from there. Uh, what do you think about that whole 1985 thing and uh, David Stern's past history? So is that – does that qualify as something that's known or is that a conspiracy fodder? That is the um, the company that owns the Knicks that worked with David Stern on draft night. That is that is on tape. It's on video. Him, but I'm him, saying him, like, him, yeah, him, we know – we knew. We knew what? That – we had a plan and David Stern did what we needed him to do because he had, you know, um, we call it compromise interests or whatever. And that's how that happened. That oh, was that actually like factus? No. Oh, hell no. He would be, he would have been in jail a long time ago. if that was the case. Now you can't, you can't really prove that right there, but you look at the facts of the case and maybe draw to a conclusion. Am I saying that's actually what happened? No, I'm just presenting a, a case as you could say. And I'm showing right there that David Stern may have possibly already done some underhand things, and it wouldn't be beneath him to do something else again to keep the NBA in a positive light, to make sure there's no bad, uh, bad reports or bad news stories, bad news cycle on the NBA to keep everything moving up, to stay in the black. Yeah, I mean, he's hired to do a job, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. By whatever means, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't put it past Stern. I can see it. Um, I want to read uh, something about Stern, too, as well. Uh, Stern inherited a league in 1984 that earned roughly $100 million in annual revenue and little to show for its business uh, beyond its on-the-court product. When he stepped down in 2014, the NBA was earning more than $5.5 billion per year with a profitable international footprint, massive media rights deals, larger player contracts, and several new franchises. Yeah, no, he was definitely like, um, you know, savior in that sense. He brought he brought the NBA to prominence. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it was single handedly, but like he, I don't know if anyone else at the time. He was definitely the right commissioner for the right time. I don't I don't uh, agree with every single thing that he's ever done, but it it all was like everything that he's ever done was um, part of a vision. You know what I mean? Right. From yeah, from from what he did dealing with the drug issues to you know fast forward to the the infamous dress code shit. Um, it was all it was all for a vision. It was all for an image. You know what I mean? And that's where I'm getting to. David Stern would yeah. do anything to protect his league, and he has to protect his players yeah. like Jordan, who was bigger than bigger than the NBA. He was. Yeah. He's he was yeah, yeah. he was. And, and Stern knows it. Any yeah. any any businessman knows it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So if you're in a situation where you got to suspend Michael Jordan, you're not. You got to be real smart about how you do it, right? That's right. Let's look at uh, point number three. Uh, let's take a look at Jordan's time away. Uh, first retirement lasted from October 6, 1993, to March 18, 1995. Uh, he signed with the White Sox minor league team in 1994. So I bring to you uh, the second uh, co- uh, co-conspirator, uh, Bulls owner uh, Jerry uh, Reisendorf. Okay, so you've seen the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt? Yeah. First of, first of all, terrific movie. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely love that thing. Him and Jonah Hill, excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, uh, Sandy Alderson, the, uh, the guy he played in the movie, he wanted to sign Jordan 
outright to his major league team. Um, it says here, um, realistic, realistically uh, reasoning, as mentioned above, notwithstanding, if your dream was to play baseball in the major leagues, wouldn't you jump at the opportunity to do so? I mean, if a GM came to me today with an MLB contract, I would accept it without thinking about it. But Jordan elected to go ride buses in Birmingham. Question mark. Allow me to tie something real quick. I got, yeah, I got nothing on that. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry. Uh, yeah, Sandy, Sandy wanted to sign. He got in contact with Jordan's people. Said, "Look, I'll sign him now. They'll go. He went to play baseball. Come, come play with the uh, Oakland A's. You, you will be on the, uh, the, you'll be on the roster. I, I don't even know who the twenty fifth guy is. I'll take him off and put you on there. Major league contract, all that. Okay. Who owns the Chicago White Sox?" The same guy that owns the Chicago Bulls, Jerry Reisendorf. The Birmingham uh, Barons uh, were an affiliate of the Chicago White Sox in that whole minor league farm system. Now, this is speculation right here. What was the what was the reasoning for this? Jordan being in Barron riding buses instead of you know on a major league uh, team, you know, as, as Michael Jordan, you know, even if he doesn't. I mean, he he's play, he played baseball up to 18, and he's an athlete, so there's a few things you would definitely have to teach him. You know, see his hitting percentage wasn't that great with the uh, bearing bearing uh, the Barons anyway. But with my, our, would you rather be around minor league talent and minor league coaches? I mean, major league talent, major league coaches teaching the finer points of the game, then um, you know, pretty much just you know working yourself around in the G League essentially. I don't know. Possibly. This was uh, because he was suspended. Perhaps this was because uh, Reisendorf and the organization needed to watch Jordan and ensure he wasn't spending time with all the wrong people. What do you think of that? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's hard for me to to explain away him not taking up the A's offer necessarily. I mean, I could argue it from like a, a technical perspective that he wasn't skilled enough to go to the majors, um, that maybe his ego, uh, as great as it was, he had enough sense to realize that his ego would be threatened if he got exposed that hard because he could not, I don't believe that, uh, despite his athleticism, that he could perform at a major league level. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps, perhaps he realized that. Um, Perhaps he felt like, you know, if I have the patience to, to take the long road to develop, I can achieve what I want to achieve, et cetera. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, that's interesting. It's a hell of a coincidence. Yes, it is. Uh, this article is also, um, it's a source of chicagostylesports.com, uh, Michael Jordan, Oakland, uh, Oakland A's uh, conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might not have been enough. This, you know, his name is alone is the only thing that would have carried him. I think to either destination. So, oh, sure. uh, yeah. So the fact that he ended up with the Barons um, was probably due to to his connections with the Bulls owner to some extent. You know what I mean? Right. Because um, that's something that he could influence. But I don't know. It's interesting. It is interesting. Okay, I'm going to leave this one to you right here. Historically, Nate, why do you think this theory may be false? Um, Historically, the, the reason that I think it's false is because there's never been any uh, concrete. It, it, it's all just a, a logical experiment, basically. It's a thought experiment. It's connecting a lot of um, a lot of dots in a train of thought to make it make sense versus like any concrete actual evidence. Because um, I believe that if this was actually true, that um, and there was an, enough evidence to support it, that the a news media personality or organization company would not come across it, have irre irrefutable proof that this was happening, and then just be like, you know what, uh, 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 conspiracy, big pharma, Illuminati, something, something, give me $10 billion. I've, I feel like somebody would have would have blown the whistle on it. Well, you say that. That's why. And I, I, I raise you this point right here. So 
uh, earlier, uh, late, late last year, as a reporter for ABC, she said that uh, she's a hot mic. She said that uh, I had the whole Epstein story, you know, years ago. I was ready to run it, and uh, pretty much her bosses pretty much shut her down and told her not to do it. So it, it wouldn't be out the realm of somebody having that story that we're talking about here had everything ready mm-hmm. to go. And of course, there's been articles on this, but have like a legitimate, hard hitting, you know, interviews with people, facts. And it just got shut down from the top. You think, uh, was that one suspected that story you're speaking about specifically? Did Epstein had any, any type of like connection with that company, with those bosses, or is it just theorized? Well, she, she said it got shut. Her story got uh, shut down. Now, I mean, Epstein had connections with everybody. So, I mean, where it came from and how it got shot down, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't even think I want to know. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one's interesting. Like if that could, that, that'll be its own podcast at yeah. some point. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, stuff <laughs> like that happens a lot where from, from the top where stores just get shut down um, if, they, if they don't make uh, like somebody in a, in a decent light. And if you got so many powerful people out here, it can happen. Make it happen. It could. It's yeah. not impossible necessarily, um, but to me, it, it just shifts to a logic thing. The burden on proof is on the um, on the claim and not on the people to disprove the claim. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep, yep. yep. The, the good old burden of proof. That that's what it is to me. Uh, it it really comes down, and um, some people might call that a cop out. I don't necessarily uh, consider it a cop out. I, I think that that's that's logic 101 which is you can't just throw out a bold accusation and tell somebody to disprove it or argue why it could be true. Like, no, you're the one throwing out this bold accusation. You need to back it up. You need to back your claim up. Um, uh, there was a, a great cosmologist that passed away in the 90s, Carl Sagan. He said, with extraordinary claims, it requires extraordinary evidence. This is an extraordinary claim. And I have just not seen enough extraordinary evidence to back it up. The only thing that I've really seen consistently with it is is like a thought experiment, like a train of thought argument. You know what I mean? Without right. hard data, you got you got you know some you got an unrelated topic of somebody hot mic'd on one instance, and then you try to connect that into your supporting argument. Does not shift the burden of proof. That's not how logic works. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a lot of fun at parties, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good right here. This is, this is exactly this is exactly what we need. Um, here's a piece of evidence that I found interesting too. Going back to uh, the Jordan, um, the Jordan there we investigation. Go. The big E word. Yeah, <laughs> bring it in. <laughs> uh, ev- so the Ch- uh, Chicago uh, Sun Tribune did also their own private investigation into the NBA's investigation. And the NBA's investigation came back two days after Jordan retired. They said they closed the investigation. They found no wrongdoing of any type of gambling at all. Uh, the Chicago Sun Tribune did their own investigation. They said that the NBA's investigation is more of a sham. He really didn't talk to any. They really didn't talk to a lot of people that we talked to, and we have a we have a much much more of a story to tell about this than they do. I have I no idea. It. Yeah, I have no idea where that article went at the uh, Chicago Sun Tribune uh, investigation that ever got released. But this is what they said right here, and that's, that's pretty much all I saw on it. So I mean, go to the one of those the, one of those stories that got shot down thing, but that was uh that was that for that. Now, uh, do I think this uh this theory is false? I don't believe Jordan was actually suspended from the league. I don't think that. But there's uh there's some flags there that make you wonder exactly if there was some kind of conversation between uh, Stern, uh, Reisendorf, and Jordan. I believe it. I believe that um, my my overall take is that uh, that compounded like it was a compounded effect between the shocking murder of his father and the impending investigation that uh, Michael Jordan made an emotional decision because of the the level of loyalty and love that he had for his father and the fact that it's known that his father um, wanted him to play ba- uh, baseball, and there was a way for him to honor it. I believe that Michael Jordan's ego was large enough to where he believed that he could actually pull this off because he, you know, at this point he had no reason to think that he wasn't the greatest athlete of his generation. Right. Um, and I also, I also 
wholeheartedly believe that once he separated himself from the NBA, that gave David Stern all the ammunition he needed to pull off a half-assed investigation and close it out, considering that it was the 90s and that you know the media wasn't socialized on the internet the way that it is today. We're going to get into that next, but uh, I, want, I want to touch back on your point that, yes, I think, there, like you said, there was some kind of conversation, maybe like, hey, Mike, I know uh, you, you know, you're going through some things right now. It may not be a bad thing to get away from the game. Also, we got this investigation going on right here. Uh, you leave, retire. We can close this thing up quick. You're not even you're not even in our system anymore. We can get out of here. Um, Reisendorf, said, Reisendorf, the owner, is like, hey, you can play baseball? Yeah, I'll sign you right now. You can play, come play with my minor league team. Easy. And if you feel you wouldn't be back at it, yeah. you know, we're in contact. And, you know, yeah, we, our people are still there around. So, yeah, come on, come on back. And maybe something like that right there, which honestly in itself is a very interesting conversation. That is. That is. I would uh, I would argue that I, I disagree with you a little bit. I don't think that conversation happened in the exact same way that you're suggesting that maybe oh, of it did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think that um, the, the, the investigation closing out and being a sham the way it was, I believe that that's true, but I believe that that was reactionary to Jordan's decision which in it of itself was reactionary to the pressure of his investigation and his father's death. So it was an opportunistic, you know, um, decision. It wasn't necessarily, I, it might not have even really been that conscious, but how motivated are you going to be to discredit the person that, um, brought, you know, your, your league to prominence when he's completely removed and that, that story by itself is much bigger than any gambling investigation period. Jordan retiring, that story is so much bigger than him being a gambler that only conspiracy theorists are going to connect them or think that one is the latter is greater than the former. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, at that point, like if you're a businessman like David Stern, you're just like, this is, it literally dropped into my lap this opportunity to not discredit my, um, Jordan, you know what I mean? Right. And he also I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if David Stern had a hunch or or had some intel that Jordan would probably come back that this was maybe something that he wanted to temporarily do in honor of his father or whatever um and that Jordan would be back, you know what I mean? Yeah, cuz Jordan's father always wanted him to play baseball over basketball. Yeah, it's important to be said. Um, yeah, it is. And we will, it is. Yeah, we'll see all the facts here. Um uh, that is that is really interesting. Yeah, like, what, what did we say last week? Last week we did this pod. There's a ladder to a uh, conspiracy. Yeah, this is this is a couple rungs up the ladder further than the five G one for sure. For sure, absolutely. This is you know what I mean. This is this is uh, flirting with the the rung of uh, is that that's the right term? I don't want to be the wrong. Yes, that's know. good. Yeah, yeah the yeah, wrong. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want some 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 ladder engineer to be like this idiot. <laughs> uh, this is flirting with corruption, which we discussed last week. is is several below uh, conspiracy, but this mm. one's flirting with corruption. It's flirting with it. I wouldn't say it, it actually makes a step up past that rung, but it's it's on its way. Like somebody's taking a step towards corruption. The potential's definitely there. Um, this is a few higher. This one is a to me is a much better conspiracy than what than what we talked about last week as what? far as credibility last time it was for it was for the people right there and all the uh, the nonsense is going oh, on yeah. there we, we had to set the record straight science disproved that one and this right here yes you see corruption here jordan's uh gambling uh there's definitely corruption in that too as well if you look at ga- jordan was gambling on games by gambling on himself that's corruption um J- jordan uh you know dealing with a fifty seven thousand dollar um uh uh payoffs to drug dealers yeah corruption mm-hmm. Uh, David Stern not really doing an investigation on Michael Jordan, doing like a half-ass job and just quickly closing it up after Jordan retired. Corruption, for sure. And it's important yeah, that that's there. Yeah, and it's important that like like we say, you don't want to mix on the surface. You everybody says conspiracy, but you should do a deep dive of something. You're like, oh, this is kind of opportunistic, or ah, that was a, there's a lot of corruption going on right there. So that's the difference. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. With the uh, let's say um, Jordan was actually suspended for it. they did NBA actually did an investigation and Jordan actually got suspended. Uh, do you think the NBA would have suffered greatly for that? Do you think there'd been a lot of backlash 
for um for the NBA? Would it hurt the league? Um, yeah, it, it would have had to. This is a much easier story. This this the 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 original narrative, the public narrative that he left to play baseball is is way less of a hit on the NBA's reputation. It's also way less of a hit on Michael Jordan's reputation, right? Because he becomes a sympathetic figure rather than um you know a, a guilty Rose. figure. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, absolutely. I do want to point out, though, that I think that uh, athletes having relationships or celebrities in general or anybody really having relationships with with people that are influenced or or involved in organized crime. Like Jordan was not the first fucking person to ever do this. This has been going on for a very, very long time. Oh, hell yeah. They are sitting at the same poker tables as politicians. They're sitting at the same poker tables as um, actors. You know what I mean? And Jordan, it might might have been one of the few that was reckless enough to get like financially involved in one way. You know, not necessarily like laundering or anything like that, but like making bets with drug dealers. If if anybody was going to be like, yeah, you know, I'll I'll take this step, it, it would have been Jordan. But I guarantee you, Magic. Um, I guarantee you, Dr. J. I guarantee you, all of them. Like they, they had relationships with with some some sketchy ass people. Jordan was the only one that was reckless enough, probably to to really end up in debt to them. But Jordan probably also had in his mind. He's just like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna kill me? Like I'm fucking Michael Jordan. Shut up. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, they owed enough money. They wouldn't really give a damn. I'm, I mean, uh, also. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know, man. Who 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 this guy work for, man? Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But but you know, maybe I got a little bit off track. But my point is, is that like Jordan <laughs> having some type of social relationship with a criminal as a celebrity is is not that it's it's not news, man. Oh hell it's no, not. absolutely not. Hell fucking no. Go look at this. Like any almost any <laughs> drug dealer in the seventies and eighties. Uh, Frank Lucas. This man's over here, at, yeah. Uh, yeah, over here, boxing rings, you know, shaking hands with a whole bunch of people. So, yeah, this is this is nothing new at all, right here. Nothing yeah, new man. at all. He's he's not the first. But now, well, one thing now in this in today's uh, realm, uh, we have social media. Jordan did not. Uh, how do you think the role of social media would have played? Can you imagine? It's like it's 2020. Uh, there's a game next week. The Bulls are playing against I don't know the Raptors or somebody. In the playoffs, and there's a picture of Jordan, you know, a 28 uh, year old Jordan, at, sitting at the uh, craps table at 5 a.m. in Chicago, with the game being at, no, uh, man, at they, one, they would have fucking eviscerated him. Man. <laughs> you saw what you saw what they did to the Giants, and that shit was like a week before their playoff game. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, they well, they just hanging out on the boat like a week yeah. before the fucking game, and yep, they yep. they tore them apart. Yeah, no, yep. uh, Jordan would have had had to have made lifestyle adjustments, man. He would have had to have. He couldn't. He couldn't operate the way that he was. Um, I I think that he probably would have. It's it's an impossible argument. It's almost a pointless conversation to have because there's no way of really knowing or you know what I mean. It's like what if this? What if this? It's, so, it's like one of those posts where you you randomly smash five players together and put them against three other blocks of five players smash teams together oh. and argue who would win it's just it's it's honestly it's just it's just something to pass the time during a fucking quarantine a, a thought exercise. i guess but it's a it's a pointless conversation to have because you really have no way of knowing um but i guess you know if you're gonna have that conversation i would think that michael jordan as a businessman would have enough sense not necessarily as a person or a basketball player but as a businessman have enough sense to make adjustments to the climate that he's living in you know what I mean? That maybe he would have not ended up being so fucking reckless. Or maybe, on the other hand, his ego is so big and he's so successful and he's so fucking talented that he doesn't care. And that he would have just embraced being the anti-hero. Who knows? He, he, he'd have been a full villain at that point. And then going to court and just put up 45 on you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and that would have been, it would have been crazy to witness, man. Like, imagine if that, uh, that story with, uh, was it Jeremy Wernick? Imagine yeah, that yeah. that shit would have, like, came out, you know what I mean, like, the day after it happened. Like, the, the media, the sports media wouldn't really know how to handle that. They would be like, we want to be outraged, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, like, what can you do? What can you say? He would have been, he would have been, uh, he would have been like a Conor McGregor type figure or something 
where like you or or Floyd Mayweather where you know people hate him and you want to hate him but at the end of the day he's got my the greatness yeah at the end of the day all he sees is gold man so what can you do can't do shit about it so final thoughts on uh, everything um conspiracy uh Michael Jordan being suspended by uh, David Stern for um for gambling issues uh true not true uh final thoughts not true uh, my final thoughts on that too, as well, is also uh, not true. Um, there's, I definitely think there's a conversation had, and there's an opportunity that was there, and some corruption, but there was uh, not a full out. You're suspended, indefinitely, and you're gonna you go better sign. play baseball. Yeah, and you can go yeah, play and baseball you better, for and two you better years. claim it's to honor your dead father. <laughs> We're gonna take advantage of this tragedy, you piece of shit. Like no. Yeah. Come I on. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, it wasn't that right there. I didn't, I don't see that at all. And that's and you put it like that is exactly it needs to be said that way for people to actually understand what they're believing. So, yeah, no way. David Stern like loved Michael Jordan. Him opening that investigation like was the last thing that he even wanted to do. That came at the media yeah. pressure too, as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't know. I I bet there was some conversations had maybe in you know a couple years down the road or a year and a half down the road between the NBA and Michael. It's just like, hey, how's baseball going? Yeah, you know, uh, the Bulls want you. Like, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You come back, little playoff run. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you said I wouldn't let you back in. I didn't want you to leave. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want this to happen. <laughs> there it is right there. Could have been a whole other conspiracy right there. Then then we might actually be dealing with a, a, a more legitimate conspiracy is he never leaves the NBA uh, David Stern's investigation is still probably a little bit half-assed. He's found, you know, like in no need of suspension, or they they give him a slap on the wrist type of thing, like ten games, something like that. Yeah, and then that's it. That's we, it. That's an interesting like what if, you know? Yeah, uh, the, the what if pot, like we did that uh that, that other what if pot. Uh, yeah, then you would have had you would have. I don't know, man. I, I am kind of like bummed out that it happened because we missed out on some shit. Like it would have been interesting to see. Uh, you know, Hakeem versus Jordan, Jordan in the finals. Oh God, dude, that'd have been fucking fantastic. Uh, as, or, as, or uh, yeah, or a non-rusty Michael versus Penny and Shaq in the East finals. That'd have been good too, as well. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, we we missed out on something. It, it worked itself out because you got these these nice solid three peats. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. nice round dynasty numbers. Everybody know, loves round but, numbers. Got got six rings like Thanos. Yeah, but imagine if he would have won eight straight. Oh my God! There be there be it would definitely be even though it's a very uh, a minority. There would be nobody saying this man's not the goat. You win eight straight I NBA finals against all time greats and Hall of Famers. Get out of here. Yeah, it would it would change the that annoying ass conversation that is had every single day on <laughs> Facebook. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't even I don't even have to say it. We ain't got to <laughs> every day somebody's talking about it. Let it go. Let it go. So that's it for uh, this uh, conspiracy. I think uh, we um, broke this down a little, tw- a couple of twists and turns, but yeah, that's yeah, a good one, man. Yeah, this one was a good. One. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, Jordan is good to go. Uh, just pick better players. That's all. I, that's the only advice I have for him. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, shit! That's it. All right, man.